What's up, guys? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology's Daily Devo. We're in Genesis, and we're trusting Jesus' ministries, man. We're glad you're here, glad you're listening, and glad you're diving deep in the Scripture. It's just something about studying God's Word that just fills the heart and helps us to grow closer to Him. We get to know Him a little bit more. And as we know Him, we know ourselves. And as we know ourselves, then, man, lives can change. And so that's why it's so important for us to read the Scriptures. But enough about that, man. Even though we could talk about that forever, let's go ahead and jump into the Scriptures. So if you haven't read 3, 6 through 8, go ahead and stop the tape, check it out, see what it has to say, and then come back. If you've read it, we're going to dive in. What is Scripture saying? What is the author trying to convey to the audience? What is he actually saying? Well, we after hearing the whole conversation between the snake and the woman, then now uh, she's convinced. And so what it says is that she looked at the tree. She saw that it was good to eat. She saw that it was uh, pleasing to the eyes and that it was pleasing to bring about knowledge or wisdom. And so it says she took from its fruit and she ate and she gave also to her husband and with her, with her, he ate. And it says, then their eyes of the two were opened and they knew that they were naked. And so they sewed fig leaves and made for themselves loincloths. And then they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden during the cool of the day. And they hid the man and his wife from the face of the Lord God in the midst of the tree of the garden. Man, what is going on? What is going on, man? So, like I said earlier uh, in, the, in the previous video, that Adam was right there present during this entire time. Because after hearing the words of the serpent, after hearing the words of the snake, Eve grabs the tree, the fruit from the tree, partakes, and then hands straight to her husband. And what does, uh, what does Adam do? Nothing. But take the fruit and eat. No rebuke. No, uh, uh, no, no. Hey, don't do this. Man, you already know what God said. All he did was take and eat too. Because he wanted to, to have also in his heart. He wanted to have also to be like God, that knowledge. The knowledge which they thought was going to bring greatness, to put them on a level with God, brought shame. We read earlier, uh, which is, is, is a, a fun Hebrew fact, is Arum. It's, uh, 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 I mean, Arumim. It means naked. And then the one who caused them to discover their nakedness or know their nakedness was the Arum Naham, which is the, the, uh, the serpent, which was crafty. It's a little play on words, man. The craftiness of the serpent revealed the, uh, the plight of the first two human beings. Man, that is, that's tough. That's tough. But anyway, um, what do we got here, man? It, it, that, that not only was Adam present and he didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. And then they recognized their nakedness and it brought shame. That's why they had to cover themselves up, man. They had to cover themselves up because of the shame that they felt. And the shame is representative of the sin that they did. 
And then next we've got we've got uh, them hiding. And so not only did their coverings, you would think that since they've covered themselves, well, then it's OK. But no, as soon as they hear God walking uh, through the garden, they hide. And where do they hide? In their own sin. It says in the midst of the tree in the garden. Man. And, and that's something on its own right there, huh? It's like, dude, our sin is so bad that we hide in our own sin from the one who can save us from it. So what does this say about God? I think it's important to see that God is judged. That's why they are trying to hide. They know that God has a judgment coming from them. Because of the sin, it says they would die. And so they're afraid that when God sees them, that he's going to give them the just punishment for their actions. Because he is the ultimate judge. But see, God's character is, is, is beyond what we can even imagine. Because immediately they find grace. And immediately they, they find mercy as God looks for them. And don't, don't get it twisted, guys. We already know that God is omniscient, meaning he knows all things. So it's not like he didn't know that um, Adam and Eve had partaken of the tree and have sinned against him, has transgressed. He knows that, yet he walks in the garden and he calls them. We haven't got to that, that part yet, but he walks in the garden obviously in search of them, to speak with them, to talk with them, despite knowing that, that they had committed this sin, they had transgressed against them. He's not the one that would strike them down. But he's the one who would look for them in the garden. What's to say about man is uh, don't let the things of this world draw us away from the intimacy of God, man the lust of the eyes and the, the desire of the flesh. These are the things that uh, first John was talking about. Remember going through that? If you hadn't checked it out, man, it's really good. But it's those things that seem to draw us away from God. We, we see the, the, in the case of Eve, that the tree looked good. Oh, we can eat from it. Yeah, and it gives us knowledge that we would be like, God, let's, let's try it. Even though, they expressly knew or explicitly knew that this was against God's plan. Don't let this intimacy be taken away by the things of this world. And then as men and women, and as human beings, we can't cover our sin. It's like they try and attempt to, to figure out a way to make themselves presentable by putting together these fig leaves, but it wasn't good enough for them to even feel right in the presence of their creator. They had to hide themselves. They still had to hide themselves. And then further, man, let our, our, our sin draw us to God instead of allowing us to hide from God. God desires to be with us. He came to see them, yet they hid. How can we apply these truths to our lives? Well, I think that we should know God desires to be in a relationship with us. That was, he created us so that we might be in a relationship with us. That goes back to 
where it talks about we were made in his image, that we were, were made in his likeness, that his likeness is a sonship, a relationship that he desires to have with us and that we have with him. And so let's remember that. Let's renew our minds in this, that his desire is to be with us. His desire is to commune and be intimate with us. Man, he's made us make make that make that a priority in our lives above all others. And then when we see the the lust of the flesh and the the pleasure of the eyes, then we'll turn from it because we know that we desire to be with the one who created us. Also make the mental focus to run to God in our sins. This is a difficult thing to do, especially when we know that God is judgment and his judgment is always true. But let us make the mental focus, the, the, the place in our minds to focus on God's goodness and his grace. And as we do sin, which we will, that we would run to him in it. I heard somebody say that uh, uh, a good relationship is not one where you, when you do wrong, you're like, oh, man, I can't tell my father. But it's one that says, man, I've done wrong. I need help from my father. And so let's run to him and help. Let's run to him in our need. Let's run to him in our sorrow and our trouble. Hey, I appreciate you guys for listening. And uh, I will see you as we continue our study through Genesis. And we find out what the fallout is from this sin that Adam and Eve have committed. 